thanking you for another opportunity to sit under your word. We pray tonight that the Holy Spirit would guide and lead us during this Bible study. God, give us divine revelation concerning our union with Christ. Open our eyes and help us comprehend the greatness of his divine resurrection. The power that's been given to the church as a result of it. And as we gain insight into it, Lord God, we'll give you all the glory and the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're continuing our series teaching the blessing of Abraham, our legal right in Christ. The blessing of Abraham, our legal right in Christ. And we've been studying along these lines the last few weeks. And we found out that uh, the blessing of Abraham is our covenant right. It has been uh, ours the moment we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we always want to be reminded of the special place that God has through Christ positioned us through the blessing of Abraham. I want to uh, go to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord your God. And the Lord your God had chosen thee to be a special people. I don't know about you, but I'd like to underline that, that particular word special. A special people unto himself above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. So God has elevated his special people above sickness and disease. Amen. We have been elevated above that elevated above the curse and as as I was listening to uh, all the uh, prayer requests and the people that are experiencing sickness and disease what kept going through my mind was we've been redeemed we are the redeemed and uh, the Bible says that the redeemed ought to say so we ought to make that declaration on a regular basis that sickness and disease and all of the curse is not our portion. So uh, we are indeed who God says we are. We are a special people under him. He views us that way. And he has legally set us free from all of that curse. But we have to recognize it, comprehend it, receive it, and be determined to walk in it whenever the curse tries to attach itself to us. Again, uh, our studies have told us that we live in a broken world, and because we live in a broken world, from time to time, sickness and disease will try to attach itself to us. But that yoke of sickness and disease has been not broken, but it has been destroyed because of the anointing. And uh, once you get born again... One thing that we need to kind of think about is that the anointing dwells on the inside of us. 
Everything that we'll ever need in this life, once you get born again, has already been deposited on the inside of your reborn spirit by way of the Holy Spirit. And the healing virtue of the Lord Jesus Christ is resident on the inside of every believer. But we have to learn how to function in it. We have to learn how to release it so that it can do us good in this earth. No weapon formed against us should ever prosper. That's what the scripture said. Didn't say a weapon would not be formed. But the Bible says we are legally set free from every curse of the law. Amen. Amen. And we have to view ourselves that way. God views, our, God views it that way. And what God wants us again to do is develop the mind of Christ. That's, that's the key. Developing the mind of Christ. Seeing ourselves from a covenant perspective and the delivering power that's available to us in this covenant, this blessing of Abraham. Uh, let's go to verse 15 of that same chapter, Deuteronomy. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness. And again, I got that underlined in my Bible too. It doesn't matter what that sickness, what the name is upon that sickness. The scripture says, he will take away from you all sickness and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which thou knowest upon thee, but thou but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. So again, another testimony by way of the word concerning our freedom from sickness and disease. Uh, again, this is old covenant. This is old covenant. This was uh, under the old covenant. And of course, the Bible says, and I believe the Bible, the Bible says that the new covenant is a better covenant than this, established on better promises. So if they were walking free of sickness and disease, or they had opportunity to, and we're going to talk about Israel a little bit tonight, they had opportunity to, and from time to time they would experience freedom from it, but then they would fall back into the curse because of disobedience or, or because of a, a lack of knowledge or lack of understanding or just religious tradition. They fall back and they would experience the, the curse, but it was never God's will for them to experience the curse, ever after they came into covenant relationship with him. So legally they were free, but again, a lot of times they didn't experience it because of uh, sin and because of unbelief and because of idolatry. Amen. So, but it was never God's will that his covenant people experience uh, that bondage consistently. Not saying it wouldn't try to come upon them, but they, that they had a legal right to freedom from that. And so do we. So do we. But we have to see ourselves in the light of the word of God. Amen. So let's read that again. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness. So whenever some type of disease tries to attach itself to you at that moment, you must declare your freedom. You must declare your deliverance at that moment. The first sign of a symptom that comes upon your body, don't play around with it. Rebuke it, cast it out, and say, no, you can't have that. I can't have that. That's not my portion. How often do we actually do that, though? Let's be honest. How often do we 
do we kind of uh, let these things kind of linger and gain hold? We're all guilty of it, myself included. But what we must do is begin to declare our freedom from these things. We're legally set free from these things. And God wants us to walk free. Amen? Let's go to Exodus chapter 23. And as I was studying along these lines, this, this uh, sickness really became a, uh, a focus upon the study. And I'm trying to understand why. I, I kind of see why now. Because of the body of Christ, our church is experiencing uh, a lot of uh, manifestations of that. It says here in verse 25 of 23, And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Again, all of these scriptures are verifying everything that we're talking about in terms of our covenant freedom from these things. Again, our our part is to believe these promises. Our part is to Develop a faith like Abraham. Abraham, the Bible says, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. But he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. And a lot of times I believe uh, we stagger at these promises because we're surrounded by so many contradictory circumstances. We're, We're surrounded by so much of the manifestation of the curse And we forget and lose sight that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. And old things are supposed to be passed away and all things should become new to us. All things as far as the covenant should become new to us. We should be experiencing this freedom. This this shouldn't be uh, something that is uh, uncommon to us. This this should be our portion daily. I'm reminded of uh, uh, Pastor Wes, him and and, uh, Randy, they're up here just about every uh, day, and they're praying. But I noticed something that they do when I join them. They're always taking communion. They're always taking communion. That's something that they always do. And I think the communion is something that uh, you can do every day if you want to. And it's powerful. It's a powerful uh, tool that God has given us. Uh, but a lot of times, again, we uh, we don't take advantage of that because we don't understand the the, the power in it. So um, the communion table should be uh, practiced on a regular basis, particularly when you start experiencing symptoms in your body. Amen. And when you start experiencing uh, the curse trying to attach itself to you, you have to. It's a spiritual uh, attack. That's what it is. And so you have to uh, respond spiritually also because the root of the problem, the root of sickness and disease is spiritual. I don't know why I'm going over all this, but that's that's true. It, uh, everything that we experience in the natural finds its root in the spiritual realm. And the antidote for that is a spiritual confrontation. You and I have to meet Satan in the spirit. And when you meet him in the spirit, when you walk in the spirit, 
you'll defeat him every single time. You ha- he has no choice but to bow the knee because we are legally set free from these things. But we have to view what we have to see these things as God sees them. Amen. Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter two. I'm going to kind of look in and find out why sometimes we are not experiencing everything that God wants us to experience as far as our legal freedom and the blessing of Abraham. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. We need to, we need to meditate consistently on the blessings of Abraham, on the covenant that we share with him through Christ. Give earnest heed to the things which we have heard, least at any time we should let them slip. So we don't want to, the promises of the covenant to slip. We don't want to be like Israel. Israel, they would let the promises slip, and that's why they would walk in freedom for, for a period of time, dominant freedom, and then the, they would experience uh, periods of defeat and poverty and lack and uh, depression and and the reason why was not because God wanted them to experience that. God was never wanting them to experience this up and down, up and down. He wanted to consistently bless them, but they did not keep their eyes on the, promise, on the promises consistently. And same, same will hold true with us if we don't keep our eyes on the word. Again, that's why Bible study is so important. That's why meditation on the word is so important particularly the promises of deliverance when, we, when we're experiencing uh, attacks from the enemy. You know, you're not going to experience deliverance from these things, even though you can, even though it's your legal right, if you're all the time watching as the world turns. Amen? We, we got to learn to keep our eyes on what's important in terms of educating and renewing our mind concerning these things. So Israel let the promises slip because they didn't consistently uh, keep their eyes on on the promises. And the same will hold true with us if we don't keep our eyes on the promises. Now I want to go to Matthew chapter 23. Let's look at what Jesus told Israel. This is very interesting what he told them here in 23 and 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that stonest the prophets and stonest them that sit or sin under thee, how often would I have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathered her chicks, under her wings, and you would not. So this is God talking to them. Jesus Christ is God, right? And he's talking to them, and he, he's, he's saying to them, I, I want to offer you covenant intimacy. I, want, I wanted you to experience covenant intimacy with me. 
I wanted you to experience the blessings of the covenant, which are legally yours. But they wouldn't. They wouldn't consistently uh, flow with him, so he was not able to do what he really wanted to do. And so the same holds true with us. He wants us to experience all these things, but the revelation of these things come by way of consistent meditation on the Word of God, consistent getting along with God, and letting the Holy Spirit open our spiritual eyes to these things. It's good to, to sit under teaching like this, but where these things really come alive is when you are one-on-one with God in the Word. And he begins to, uh, to speak to you concerning his heart for you in terms of deliverance, in terms of freedom, in terms of an intimate Holy Ghost relationship with him in the Holy of Holies. Because that's, that's where we're supposed to be. And that's, where, that's where healing is found. That's where prosperity is found. That's why all of these things that we so desire out here in this natural realm are first manifested to us. As God begins to explain to us the depths and the heights of the victory of the cross. Most people don't really understand that the victory of the cross is a permanent victory. That, that, that we are... Once we get born again, we have access now to the powers of the worlds to come. And the powers of the world to come, uh, they trump every, every element of the curse, whether it be sickness and disease, whether it be poverty, whether it be fear, whether it be any of those, you know, depression. It, it, it trumps all of that as we understand that we are legally free from these things. Amen. So he offered them that, but he said that they would not. They would not consistently flow with him in this, in this way. So he hindered, they hindered God. They limited God. And we, and we do the same thing when we don't consistently uh, speak the word. We speak the circumstances a lot of times. We speak what we see. We speak what we feel. We speak what's, what we're going through. Nothing wrong with talking about it. To him. But God says, like, like Pastor Mike said, let's get to the promises. Let's just get to the promises. Because it's, it's, uh, when, we, when we speak the, the promises that, and when we speak faith, that's when the power of deliverance is released in these areas. And that's, that's, uh, that's when the covenant comes alive as we speak the word. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 3. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Amen? This is how we get it. Wherefore, it's God talking, I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart. And have not known my ways. He's talking about Israel, but he could also be talking about us too. He says, Israel 
always erred in their heart. Israel did not benefit consistently from the blessing of Abraham because they did not know God's ways. They saw his acts. Psalms uh, 103 talks about how Moses knew God's ways. Israel saw his acts, but they did not consistently flow with God because they didn't know his ways. They didn't know his heart. They did not know how much he wanted them to experience the Garden of Eden. Amen. His whole dream for Israel, for these special people, was that they would be set apart from everybody else in the world so that they could experience the goodness of God and cause the whole world to become thirsty for him. That was, that, that's what God wanted. He wanted Israel to so stand out so that they would cause all the Gentile nations to fall in love with God, to want the God of Israel. And so God says, they do always err in their hearts because they don't know my ways. They don't understand my ways. And God is a good God. He wants us to understand that God is a good God. Even though you may be going through a difficult time right now, even though you may be experiencing something that is contrary to what the covenant promises, stand on the word. I'm going to say that again. Having done all, stand therefore. I, I was listening to somebody, man, they were saying that, you know, they were having a trouble like they never had before. And, and, and in my mind, I'm saying that's a good place. <laughs> it's a good place because now you have opportunity to delve into the promises and to experience God on that delivering level. Has you recognized that Satan, though he's coming against you, he cannot maintain the pressure of that attack? A lot of times we, we forget that. Satan will come and uh, cause these different manifestations in our lives. But when we have an understanding that he has no legal right to carry it through, we then challenge him by faith. And understand that though today I may be in a deep hole or in a deep battle and in a deep depression or in deep bondage, Satan cannot legally keep me there. No more than he could keep Jesus in hell Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day. Believe God, no matter where you are tonight, for your divine resurrection in whatever area you need freedom from. It's coming. It's coming because this covenant that, we, that we're standing on is the most powerful covenant known to man. And it is truly our portion. But we have, to, we have to come to the realization 
that uh, there are going to be battles, there are going to be challenges, there are going to be things that manifest against us. But they have no legal right to keep us in bondage. But we have to declare our freedom. We have to, uh, on purpose, let the enemy know that we know what's in this covenant. And when we do, he has no choice but to, but to back up. Like we said last week, submit yourself to God, resist the enemy, he has no choice but to flee. That's, just, that's, that's the pattern. But we have to realize that that is always the way. Submit myself to the word. Resist the devil. He'll flee. Amen. Luke chapter 13. Let's go there. Now this is, uh, I'm sure a lot of y'all are familiar with this account where Jesus is uh, dealing with this lady with this spirit of infirmity. But we're going to read through this because there may be some people who are not familiar with this. But it says here in verse 10, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years. So the root cause of this woman's condition was a spiritual one. Amen. And she had, the Bible says she had it for 18 years, this spirit of infirmity, and was bowed together. She was bowed down like this. And could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from your infirmity. Now, when Jesus spoke to her, he was speaking to her from a covenant perspective. He was calling her free, even though she had this bowed down spirit of infirmity. He said, you're, you're loose. You're already free. She didn't know she was free. That's why he, he let her know, lady, you're, I know what you're experiencing in the natural, but you have already been set free from this because, and we're going to see, because you are in covenant relationship with God. The Bible says, And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered it with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to to work, and in them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath. Jesus said unto him, Thou hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox and his donkey from the stall and lead him away to watering? This is the key right here. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, 
whom Satan had bound these 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath. So Jesus says to that ruler, Ought not this woman, because she is a daughter of Abraham, be set free? She had a legal right to freedom from that infirmity. She had a legal right to the anointing that heals the body. Because she was in covenant relationship with God through Abraham. She was Abraham's seed. That's why when he, when he spoke to her and said, you're already loosed. You're already free. You just have to walk in it. You just have to declare. He didn't, you know, actually, she could have received healing a long time before she ran into Jesus. Had she, had she looked and knew the covenant. Had she remembered that all Israel had to do whenever sickness and disease came to them was remember the snake on the pole. And, 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 and receive what was already hers because of a covenant right. So she had a legal right to freedom. And that's why Jesus spoke, to, spoke to, uh, the way that he did. He said, ought not this woman being a daughter of, of Abraham? She, she should be free. She should walk free. And so, and then, then he said, whom Satan had bound. And, we, and we, we, studied, we studied the teaching, and we found out that Satan at one time had a legal right to bind people with sickness and disease. And he still does, by the way. He still has a legal right. If you're not in covenant relationship with God, he can. But if once you get in covenant relationship with God, he has no legal right to you and to me. But again, a lot of times we succumb to these things because of a lack of knowledge. Because of a, a, a lack of understanding that these covenants are eternal. And this covenant that God made with Abraham so many years ago is now amplified in Christ. Again, the covenant that, we're, that we experience now is a better covenant than the one Abraham himself operated under. Because we have the power of the Holy Spirit now. We are, we're born again. And we're, we, we've been grafted into these promises and I, I never weary of uh, Galatians 3 and 29 that talks about uh, the freedom that we have because we're connected to God in Christ. We are, we are the seed of Abraham. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We are the seed of Abraham. And every blessing that Abraham experienced... In his life, and by the way, as you study Abraham's life, did you ever see him sick? I never saw any account of him being sick after he got in contact with God. I never saw any account of him lacking anything once he got in covenant relationship with God. I saw him having to stand in faith and believe God for the, for the promised child. But I, I, I always saw Abraham walking in victory after victory after victory by God's grace. 
Same holds true with you and I. So we are the seed of Abraham, but we have to see ourselves that way. And ought not we be free from sickness and disease? Again, a lot of times when you teach this way, it's like, it's like we know these things, but when, when push comes to shove, when we are faced with the, the manifestation of this, 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 these spirits, and they are spirits, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, in heavenly places. These demon spirits that have been around since the days of Abraham, since the days of this woman dealing with the spirit of infirmity, that spirit is still out there somewhere trying to attach itself to somebody who don't know that they can be free of it. It'll attach itself to you if, you, if you're not careful. And I'm, I'm not careful, I have to, when I see the, the manifestation of these, these symptoms come, I must at that time, again, I must at that time address it in the name of Jesus. This might save your life one day when I'm teaching tonight. It might save your life because... I'm telling you, I have experienced some stuff. I don't talk about a lot of it, but over the years, I have experienced some demonic attacks in my body, in my mind, and God has told me, stand on the word. <laughs> I, you know, I ain't got nothing against doctors. I go to doctors. I got a, a great doctor over there in hum, Humble. I've been with him about 15 years. He's a great doctor. Me and him have a really great relationship. But my faith is in God. My faith is in this word. My faith is in uh, what God says. And so what God wants us to do is he wants us to become radical in our faith concerning this covenant. Because he's serious about it. And he wants our generation to be the one that ushers in the return of Christ. And because of that, we're going to have to be those people who are radical about believing the promises. No matter what. No matter what. And again, I'm not saying everybody needs to do what I'm doing, what I do. I'm just saying that. This is the way, the path that God has taken me because he knows the ministry that he's given me. And that is to, to teach on deliverance in these areas. So I, I'm under attack a lot, <laughs> truly. But, I, but I've, I've experienced the things I'm talking about. I've experienced the deliverance of it because God has given me grace. I remember, um, I may have told you all this time when I was attack with sickness and disease and I was laying in the bed I had a real bad fever this was many 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 years ago and uh, I was remember being in the bed and I thought I was going to sleep but actually my my body my, my not my body but my spirit I felt my spirit leave my body and I was, it was going down. It wasn't going up. And I was born again. And uh, as I was descending into this 
darkness. I couldn't see anything, but I could hear. And I could hear these cackles, demonic cackles. And yeah, I don't know some of these movies that you may watch. You, you hear how these demonic sounds, you may see some of that stuff on TV. I really believe some of those directors and people who write, them people then contacted the devil. Because really and truly, that's what it sounded like. When I was going down, I was hearing this. But the thing about it, I was, there was no fear at all. It, it's amazing because it, I should have been afraid, but I was in the spirit. And I was born again. And as I was going down, constantly going down, something rose up on the inside of me and told me to speak this. In the name of Jesus, let me go. And immediately, I was back in my body. I raised up in the bed. And I asked God, I said, God, why did you let me experience that? I mean, that, was, that wasn't too cool, you know. I mean, I'm going down instead of up. He said, I, I, I needed you to experience that so that you could understand the power in the name of Jesus. And the delivering power that's in the name of Jesus. Those demons had no choice but to let me go. Because of the power in his name. And the covenant that, amen. And, and the covenant that we have with him is more powerful than any demonic spirit that would try to attach itself to you. You have a legal right to deliverance because of Jesus Christ. Because of what he has done. Because what he has given to us by way of his blood, by way of his broken body, by way of his resurrection. He is our life. But we have to see it that way. And we have to know that we have access to him. Now, I want to go to Matthew chapter 15. And I want to do a contrast to what we just read in Luke 13. 15 and uh, 21. And Jesus went thence. And departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Lord, say, he said, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Let me read that again. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. So this woman is a woman of Canaan. She does not have a covenant relationship with God. Okay? She is a believer because she addresses him has the son of David. So she believes, but she is not in covenant relationship with God. Jesus has not yet went to the cross. 
So she's not yet born again. Right? But she comes to him in faith. She says, have mercy on me, on me, O Lord, you son of David. I know you're, I know you're the Messiah. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And she says he, she's being tormented by the devil. This is a spiritual attack. And she knows that Jesus can help her. But he answered her not a word. <laughs> and his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away. She cried after us. Why did they respond that way? And why did Jesus respond that way? Because she had no covenant rights. She had no legal right to freedom. So he, he basically ignored her. And the disciples, they also were like, she ain't got no covenant with God. Get sent her away. You know, that was their mindset. Okay? Because Jesus had a, has a different plan, but they don't know it. But, but they're looking at her and saying that she, she shouldn't receive anything from God because she legally shouldn't. Okay? And he answered and said unto her, he finally speaks to her, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the, of the house of Israel. He says, you ain't got no covenant with God. I'm sent to the Jews. They are the seed of Abraham. So they should experience the blessing. And, and true, it's, it's true. Then came she and she worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. So she's not going to give up. She's not going to give up. Now Jesus... He knows what he's going to do all along. He knows he's going to heal her daughter. But he, he, he wants her to, I guess, come to him with a, with, a, with, a, with a faith that prevails. But he answered and said, It is not right to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. <laughs> so he says, This healing that you're looking for this deliverance that you're looking for it's really only for covenant people you don't have no legal right to it but uh i shouldn't give it to you because in the eyes of god you're you're unfit for this only god's special people should receive the blessing and again legally that's true she said truth lord Yet the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Amen. So uh, Jesus answered and said, oh, woman, great is your faith. He said, you got some real strong faith. I mean, you, you're, 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 you got, some, you got a, a faith that's going to cause you to receive from me. Great is your faith. Be it unto thee, even as you wilt. So this is a woman who receives the mercy of God. She said, have mercy on me. She uh, pleads for mercy. She doesn't come uh, do it from a covenant perspective, though. But she's pleading for mercy. I know I want mercy. And of course, God. You know how God is. God is a loving God. He's a merciful God. Amen. Uh, or else none of us would have got born again. We wouldn't have got saved. Amen. Amen. So, so he, he extends mercy to her. And she receives her deliverance for her daughter. Now, the reason I'm contrasting that with the other account is because most of the time, that's how the church acts. 
They don't come to God from a covenant perspective. They're asking God, God, be merciful. And true enough, we need his mercy. But when you come to God for any covenant benefit, come to him with covenant faith. Now, again, the mercy of God, sometimes it, sometimes it will manifest, and you'll see it manifested. But we are not to live like that. God wants us to be grown children. He wants us to be mature with an understanding that we, ha- that we have a legal right to these things. And a lot of times, like I say, we, don't, we, we, we'll, we uh, approach God from a um, from a hedonistic perspective, for lack of a better word, we're not understanding that we're children of God, and the cho- and, and the bread of God belongs to the children every single time. We have a legal right to it. Amen. Okay, so I think in the Old Testament, God says to Israel. Let's sit down and let's reason together. Let's, let's talk covenant. Let's, 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 let's talk, uh, let's, let's find a reason that I should do this for you. And when you approach God from that perspective, God, that's, that, God loves that kind of conversation because he says, he says my child understands that the, there's blood that has been shed. There is a Savior that has been raised from the dead that is seated at the right hand of God who represents them and gives them a legal right to every blessing of this covenant. They're mature and they understand what belongs and they cannot be talked out of it. No devil in hell can talk them out of it. Because they understand that God is a covenant-keeping God. And he'll not go back on the covenant. He'll not go back on it. He'll not repent as long as we stand. You know, and as I close, you never see God get angry with Israel until they don't believe him. That, that, that's what bothers, that, that's really what bothered God about Israel. Because they wouldn't believe that this covenant was still intact. Even though Abraham had been dead for years and years and years, when they came out of Egypt, they still rebelled and they still would not flow with God. And God says, I, I, I want to kill them and start over with you, Moses, because they, they choose not to believe in this covenant. They don't understand that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I want to be just as good to them as I was to Abraham. But they would not. They would not. They would not allow him to be who he wanted to be. And God is saying that to us tonight. I want you to walk in the promises. I want you to experience my blessing in your life. But you got to believe for it. In spite of what you're going through tonight, in spite of what you're going through tonight, God says, I want, I want a people who are spiritually mature, who understand that even though Satan is lying to them, even though Satan is 
is, is constantly harassing them and it doesn't look like any of this, these things are going to come to pass, that they still trust in this covenant. This is where he wants us. He wants us to, to be able to stand on his word, on this covenant, because we understand that no power of darkness can take away our legal right to these things. And what I'm saying tonight, there are going to be battles. Yeah, there are going to be some serious battles coming up. But what we have to do is position ourselves concerning the promises, concerning our legal freedom, and then act on it. He's given to us the keys of the kingdom. When, when Peter said that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus said, you're blessed. Because you got that revelation. And I say unto you also that I give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Do we believe that? I mean, seriously, do we actually believe that when he said that, that he was talking to us? That, 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 because again, we see ourselves differently than God sees us. Thou mighty man of valor, Gideon was like, who are you talking to? Oh, he's talking to you. Everything that he has spoken to you in the secret place, he intends to do. You just have to believe it. Sounds unbelievable in the secret place, but he's, he's serious about it. The places he wants you to go, the people he wants you to touch, the, 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 the anointing he wants to release in your life for the blessing of others. He wants to use you. And he's serious about it. Stand to your feet. But we have to believe it. Father God, we thank you tonight for the precious Holy Spirit. We thank you tonight, Father God, for the divine blood of the cross that has given us divine access to every promise in Christ Jesus. Your word says it's yes and amen as far as you're concerned. Help us, O oh God, to recognize and to begin to comprehend and begin to walk in our legal rights, the legal authority that has been given to us in Christ. Whole creation is groaning and travailing, waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. God, give us divine revelation concerning our place in Him. Help us, O oh God, not to back away when the conflict comes, not to back away in fear. And go the other way. But face every Goliath with an understanding that we have a covenant right to chop off his head. Amen. We have a covenant right to stand over him, glorifying you. And Father, we'll give you all the glory and all the praise and all of the honor for every manifestation of your powerful Holy Ghost in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen.